tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after-show entertainment. <laughs> TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hey there, Helix fans. We're talking Plan B. See, I can sing too. It's not just Matt Lieberman. It's not just Liz. See, we can sing too. Thank you guys for tuning in to this, the AfterBuzz TV After Show for Helix, episode 211, Plan B. I'm your host, Zach Wilson. Joining me today, Stephen Lemieux. Hey, guys. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Sorry if this is uh, coming to you a little late. We had some scheduling issues, but I gotta, we I got out here as quick as possible. I'll clear it up for you guys. We were going to have Jordan Hayes on yesterday, for who plays Sarah Jordan on the show. Um, she got a last-minute call to do something out of state, so she had to fly out. We are trying to get her to call in tonight at 8, but again, last minute, they needed her on set, so... Unfortunately, that happens when you're an in-demand actress like Jordan Hayes, mm-hmm. and we don't fault anyone for it. I think it's yeah. great that she's getting work. That's awesome. Um, we are still planning on having uh, Kira Zagorski next week. So we can officially say Exciting. Kira Zagorski for Yay. next Monday. Hooray. And then uh, Stephen Maeda for the finale. Exciting. So we still got Exciting two episodes stuff. left after tonight. Yeah, be sure to tune in. Um, and while you're at it, go on to youtube.com slash TV and be sure to subscribe to this and all of the other podcasts here at AfterBuzz TV. Do um, it. Uh, you can also find us on iTunes, SoundCloud. Be sure to rate, comment, because those things are always helpful. And you can also tweet at us throughout the week at with the hashtag ABTVHelix or, even better, hashtag Ziz. And we didn't... I don't think anybody... Did anyone find the Ziz? I couldn't find it. I watched it again. I took an hour out of my time to watch it again. Come on, internet. And it's a good episode, so I didn't really mind, but, like, I couldn't hear it. I expected more of you, internet. I was thinking it was when all the kids were yelling. Be a, a place to bury it. Maybe there was like a few minutes where I had to like look away for a second, which is All probably right. when it was. I'll yeah, have to probably. watch it again and put it on Vine and put it on Instagram. I was like, too Ziz. busy watching Plan B to rewatch last week's episode. Yeah, you, you always got to have a Plan B. You yeah. got an, you got Forever Fetus and you got Plan B. <laughs> well, there's a lot of Plan Bs happening at work here. Do you feel like I feel like um, Peter Farragut is Plan B and Brother Michael? You got doing the eye surgery, eye color surgery instead of implanting the fetus is Plan B for Anne's sto- or for uh, Amy's no, storyline. No, that's line. Plan A. That's a really good plan. No, that's it's Plan B. No, that's all part of the main plan because they they wasn't the plan wasn't to put the fetus in her. And plan make B her actually mortal. Plan B is <laughs> also the coast. This go- is the first time a Plan B would be used to impregnate somebody. There you go. Uh, the other plan B is the Coast Guard, because they're on plan B, because plan A yeah. will send the people in and well, then evacuate yeah. well, them. Well, let's, let's talk about that one. Because, so, the, the Coast Guard slash the CDC com- combination team, they sent in these forces to extract Peter Farragut and his team to help find a cure. 
Exactly. That was plan A. Uh, they got in there, and then the whole place went nuts. And nobody really had a plan, because you'd think there'd be a plan B a while ago, but nobody had a plan, and then now we land on plan B, which is let's kill everyone. Well, yeah, let's use this crazy death gas. We saw monkeys! We got a monkeys! Mon- monkeys. Well, we got one monkey. One monkey that monkey. Didn't, it didn't I, last very long. I literally, when that came on screen, I was in my apartment, and I shouted, Monkey! So the and show I'm- is now Frozen Monkeys. It has burned monkeys. It has dissected monkeys. Now it has officially melted a monkey. Yeah, why do we hate... Helix, why do you hate monkeys? We love monkeys. Because they're competing with 12 monkeys, and you know what? It's just... They, <laughs> they're, they're mad about this, it. This is their revenge. They're like, fine, we'll have a monkey. 12 monkeys. I'll make my own monkey with blackjack and hookers. <laughs> uh, well, this had black, uh, definitely. Black death. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Um, yeah, it was uh, that was nuts. We the, get this scene where they, the they melt the monkey. Yeah, they, um, you just got to melt the monkey sometimes. And he's like, I'm going to take all this gas. Why did you have to demonstrate it on a monkey? If it kills everything, you could have put a tree in there or like a gerbil. I'm not saying anything bad about gerbils, but a monkey. I know any monkey can go get killed by nerve gas. <laughs> no, but like you could use something small and like less intelligent and like. Oh, so you, you're saying that a monkey's life is worth more than a gerbil's life or a mouse's life? Yes, that is insensitive, Zach. But yeah, I see your point. Like, why don't they just use mice instead? Now let's melt a monkey. Let's melt this thing. Like lab rats. Like that's what they're there for, right? If they're bred for the lab, I, I'm going to get some hate mail from Ang- from animal activists. I apologize. I'm going to say we how just, I got started down this track. We just decided to melt a monkey. Yeah. Either way, it's bad. No need to kill all of these animals. Exactly. Well, so they melt the monkey. It's a gas that burns everything. It melts it to death. So they decide to take a warehouse full of the stuff because let's just be the government and just overuse the yeah. stuff when really you just well, need a misting of it. I mean, to be fair, they probably needed all of it for this. I guess, yeah. Let's just destroy this entire island. Yeah, because they had like a, a team of like six planes like cross-coding the island. I do have to say, though, I think napalm would work better. Uh, like, if well, you really well, think no, about it... it's like, you can run from napalm. That's the difference. Like, but apparently you can just bar off the windows and this, and an hour later, everyone's safe inside. Yeah. Well, so, you, I mean... But, uh, well, okay. Maybe the better plan would have been to use a combination first round of napalm and then blanket with the, the death gas as a backup. And maybe a little nuke dessert. But I think the other thing is that this virus, they don't really know everything about it. And the idea is you don't know if... Well, fire maybe, can kill it. Heat may not kill it. 
It could help it thrive for all they know. And maybe they just really wanted to kill the bees. Maybe that was like their, their well, target they, was more the plant life and the bees. Exactly, because it, it kills every any biological element. So that, in theory, would also include bacteria and viruses. So let's tie this in with Peter's storyline because this kind of begins and ends on it. Yeah. Oh, um, my God. Oh, Pete, crazy Pete. Crazy Pete. Oh, my God. Pete talks to uh, Dr. Double My Cot Dick Texas, and uh, he's like, I'm going to let you go, because these people, you're really here to take down Alan. You're really here to take down Alan. Yeah, I know, Peter. I think I will. Not everybody talks like Batman. Everybody talks like Batman. But, um, yeah, so he get, he lets Dr. Double My Cot Dick Texas go, and then he takes the guard and kills the guard and stabs him several hundred times. Yeah, that was that. There was a level of crazy. Like, look, last week we saw Pete take this bizarre turn where he, like, a guy that, like, yeah, he's not a good guy necessarily. We know he's been undercover, but like, I didn't think him capable of just cutting a woman's wrists. Um, and then this week, he doesn't just kill the guy. You could stab him one time in the heart and he'd die. He stabbed him about 20 times. He fell on my knife, officer, 20 he went, times. He, I don't know how it happened. He prison shanked a bitch. Like, that's what he did. He just but stabbed the, him and kept stabbing. That was a level, like, that's a deep psychotic break to do that. Because, like, there's it's one thing to be said for killing somebody. Like, we watched Sergio kill somebody he had respect for when he killed Doreen. Mm-hmm. But he did it quickly in one move. He didn't, like feel the need to inject uh, air bubbles in every spot. Just easy. Done. I just feel like all the characters on, like, so far have lost all sense of pacing with their arcs. Well, I mean, if we, well, we, if we look at Pete as having had, at some point in this trip, a true psychotic break. I'm not sure what it was. I guess it would, you would say it's, it was being in the oubliette. Like caused him to have a psychotic break of some kind because that's what when i see him stabbing this guy on the ground like merciless just like over and over and over again that's in that's clinical insanity i just would have liked to see it have a little bit more suspicion as to who it was yeah because we already have like within the same episode peter is already outed as they know he's the one who did this so there's no real mystery to his character anymore because everyone just knows he's a murderer and crazy now. Like, there's no sense of Alan not for sure knowing if he's the one who did this or not or staying the one who can, can kind of trust, even though they're at odds. Like, the fact that Alan's already okay with understanding that Peter is capable of ripping a guy's eyes out and doing all these terrible things, like, it's kind of crazy. And I kind of would have liked the dynamic of the not knowing how crazy Peter really is. Yeah. Well, now, I mean, the thing is, like, when I look at him and, like, the pattern of this episode... He's actually, maybe he's even not so, like, that, the oubliette put him into a very, like, almost, like, bendable state where, like, he was going to latch on to whatever came next. Yeah. And what came next was Anne, like, manipulating him like a master cult leader. She has found a way to, she, like, the way that she manipulates him in this episode is actually... She learned re- from the best. Yeah, she, like, learned from Michael. Like, she's, she doesn't make him think that she's in charge. She's not taking power. She is leading from the passenger seat. She's driving from the passenger side. So, 
he starts murdering people, or he murders that guy and hangs him up by the tree, has his eyes hanging out and stuff, and, and Alan's immediately like, it's surgical. It must be Peter. Yeah, well, I mean, it couldn't be the, a mycotic. They don't, they're not like, yeah. they're, they're, they kill a lot of people, but they're not serial killers. They're not, so, yeah. Then we see the CDC people, or not the CDC, the Coast Guard people are locking down all the windows, taping everything up, and they know that it's coming. And here's what I don't get. They know that the planes are coming with the gas, but they don't already have their suits on. <laughs> like, why aren't they doing this in their suits? Because then I, I when mean, it starts coming, the they're like, is... let's rush to put on these suits that are really complicated to put on. And then they just drop the suits and start running. I guess the idea is that they can move a lot faster. And they like to get in order to really seal it up they, well, they can they can fast, die a lot but, faster yeah um i mean they successfully seal up most of the building but then they lock then the they don't have suits on so they start dying and then alan doesn't let the woman in peter or peter doesn't let the woman in and she tries to shoot him but she kind of dies pretty quickly yeah i mean this this gasp is like flesh-eating bacteria practically it just like chews through your flesh. Amy seemed to survive pretty long. Yeah, she was the only one. I'm not sure. I think that was more a play to make us think that she could actually be immortal. To, like, see her, like, but surviving a little bit. But that was after the reveal. Yeah. So there's nothing that But she's have... running through it before the reveal. Well, I guess the difference is we've, we've already discussed the possibility that her being part immortal, like, at this point, she's like seven eighths or like some crazy bigger fraction yeah maybe that's immortal because like it's not enough to make her fully immortal silver eyed like live forever but it, it because michael and like because she was bred into being kind of immortal yeah it kind of let her survive a little bit i can, yeah, I can and buy that, that and that would explain because landry survives this crazy fall where he bounced around a lot more than sergio called it but, yeah, I mean, well, okay. Before so, we get in our Landry, let's finish up. Yeah, with with Pete and so Anne. So the, the, the plan B, yeah, so Anne is there with Peter, and he's the, like, all about it. He's playing with the baby. He's like, he's playing, you're not a baby. I got a baby. Is the baby okay? You're covered in blood. Oh, the baby's fine. <laughs> I just cover in blood sometimes. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, basically, this they have now become a team with Pete and Anne and potentially Landry. Potentially well. Landry. So we talk about Landry. Landry gets up and kills those two guys from before. I think they're the same guys that like uh knocked was trying to prevent Alan from going into the orchard place. It sounds about right. The I mean, guy looks familiar. They're part of Michael's like selected little guard, yeah. which Landry was in charge of. The the guys who were left after the genocide, like that he brought out to the to guard the outside. Um and Landry, I, I'm doing this for you. Landry Smash <laughs> Landry Angry That's more what I'm thinking. Well, I was thinking. Well, I gotta, uh, I gotta give a shout out where shout outs are due. Um, let me go through my Twitter to get the exact quote from Mister Landry, his self, his old bad self, Sean Tucker. Shout out says, since Billy and everyone else sounds like Batman when you imitate them, if you no, honor Landry with an imitation, they don't Hulk, sound like Batman. 
He says Hulk. He says Handry is now Hulk. Okay. So he's still Handry. <laughs> uh, if you take the H from Hulk and put it on Landry, he's still Handry. Still Handry. You wouldn't, you wouldn't <laughs> like good. him when he's got rubber gloves in his room. Ooh, yeah, I really wouldn't like that because that's his sister, dude. So Handry, uh, Handry is discovered by Anne, and he like holds her over the balcony. Well, he, she tells him that he needs. She's basically telling him what he doesn't want to hear. She's like, "You need to let go of this obsession with Amy because it's going to get you killed." Because uh, she knows, like, she's well aware of whatever's going on with her two children. Yeah. This horrifying thing. <laughs> Not that she has the a lot of uh, good relationships to point to. So Anne actually gives Amy an ultimatum and says, I'm giving you this chance. You need to obey now or I can't protect you. And Amy's like, I'm going to be immortal because I need it. Gotham needs me. Yeah. And uh, so... Well, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, so that's let's why go. that's why Anne is re- giving that one reach out to Amy, and now she's giving the reach out to Landry, who does not kill her. So we're assuming Landry is on her team now. Yeah. So now we got the whole we got the the Peter, Anne, and Handry team. So I would say I would call them Team Abby, Team Pandry Anne. I was just going simpler and being like they they're representing they're team Abby. the Abby. All right, they're the they're the Abby Lee dance company. There's that because there's, there's the Abby team, and then we have the CDC team, and then we have the Silver team. Well, the, the Silver CD- Monkeys, if you will. The CDC team's pretty uh pretty sparse at this point. Yeah, it's basically Alan, Kyle. Mm-hmm. I guess Kyle's but cured in like, now. Yeah, well, cured is a strong word. He's been injected with the the. We don't know yet. He, I, well, okay, so so let's go through that that whole plot line because basically it's the the Coast Guard's like we got to get out and they they're not doing a great job they're gonna die um, all communications have been jammed um, but then you have uh, Alan trying to invent the cure invent the cure because he has the ingredients he has the blood of a of somebody a survivor that's a big part of any vaccination. And something that clearly is not curing it, but... Staving it off. Yeah, what's the... There's a a word for that that I am forgetting. Stopping in its tracks. Delaying it. No, well, either way. It's, Treating the symptoms. It's a, tre- it's a treatment, not a cure. Yeah. So he basically shows Soren how to make the cure, but then before he can, he's told by Peter that Julia is looking for him in the... Botanary Plaza, whatever you want to call it. The Botany Lab. The yeah, Garden there's, Center. There's the Botany Lab. The Botany Lab. So he goes in there, obviously a trap, and Soren sees what's happening, and then uh, what a w- we get a nice little double Dr. Double McCott Dick Texas uh, using his little snare skills to to hang him up. Dr. Dick Texas is enough. Do- Dr. Double McCott Dick Texas. Strings him up in a, in a snare, basically hanging him. And, uh, I liked him shouting like he's like freaking cowboy when Woo! he stares him. Woo! That's the Texas coming out. Uh, Soren sees this. Um, Peter's trying to talk to him, but he's not hearing it. Soren goes and makes the cure, stabs it into... Uh, His making the cure was literally just like taking out like a like the syringe, red sap into yeah. a syringe and then stabbing... I think it was like a concoction the... of the red sap with his blood or something. Was it? Yeah, stabs it into... Dr. Double Mycotic Texas. He falls over. He saves, He cuts the the rope. 
and lets yeah. Peter go. And that's kind of the last we see of Peter this episode was him like, oh, you, you did that yourself? Alan. Alan, yeah, sorry. Oh, you did that yourself? Good job. Yeah, he's got a little mentor kid now. Yeah. Now he can... Now he can. Uh... Now we just have to wonder if Soren is going to grow up to change his name to Caleb. There you go. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. I still think it's... Uh... We got to find out what's going on with the forever fetus. The forever fetus is like the chip in play right now because yeah. they didn't put it in Amy, so it's still in that jar that's slowly leaking. It's not leaking, I thought. Well, they tried to get mother, and that's what we'll go into. Let's talk. Uh, let's talk, Sarah. Yeah. So, Sarah, Julia, and Amy. Yeah, crazy old silver Amy. Now they uh, they basically agree, despite Sarah's protests and julia just keeps saying trust me trust me trust me so they go under surgery she wakes up she's got silver eyes in the audience is like they made her immortal what the f omg yeah i they that was legit like look this reveal at the at at the end with the eyes i'll admit that caught me by surprise i kind of expected it a little bit i you know i think i had the thought at one point but then i dismissed it because i thought like why don't they just change the color of her eyes and then i saw that they weren't doing that and i was like oh okay i guess they really made her immortal and then i was like ah they got me yeah i i just i it, uh, yeah the thought crossed my mind but i wrote it off because it just seemed like when she wakes up with the silver eyes it's just like okay it fits um it, it'd be and it's it would have been interesting. It is. It is a fair question, though. That like, how do you implant a baby into somebody like that? Like a, a later stage fetus. It's basically an abortion, but reverse. You say that, but I don't know if it works. It includes like that. a lot of like shoving and oh. anesthesia. <laughs> Let's, and then people let's are actually, go past this. People this are actually is just like, conjuring up They're horrifying. holding up picket signs when you leave, like congratulating <laughs> you. Like the picketers are like, you rock. Uh, let's go past They're this. They're pro-anti-abortion. No, no, we're not starting this. <laughs> I am just putting... No. Um, anyway. It's called a re Julia and Sarah. Julia and Sarah. Um, it's a smart move on yeah. Julia's part. Like... It was it was smart. I so they, at one point they go off and they find Sergio's dead body. Confirmation. I don't want to talk about this yet. I don't want to talk about it. Yet. I know it hurts. I, it I hurts. don't want to talk about it yet. Let's finish up with Sarah and Julia before I talk about Sergio. <laughs> all right. All right. So it turns out that. Anyway, it turns out they didn't make her immortal, but she thinks she is, so they tell her that Mother is in this, uh, this, this stump, this tree stump, because where on an island full of trees would you hide a, a root in a tree? I mean, in fa- that's fair. It's, a, it, it's fair. You, Nobody would ever look there. Yeah. She's never going to find it. So she goes out, and uh, Julia goes and gets the trump, the, the mother, and right as the dust starts pouring over everyone... Amy's dancing about because apparently there's no reason to be freaked out by clouds of gas when you think you're immortal. <laughs> Julia's just running through the gas, and when she finally gets there, Mother is shriveled up because they killed Mother with the gas, which is sad. Yeah. So now the only chip in play again, what I say, is forever fetus because Mother's dead, and it, without Mother there's no way to get this out. So I'm pretty much assuming at this point... We're just to assume they're going to release Narvik C. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the future, it's it always sounded like Narvik was released. Yeah. 
the way they talk about the world, like, I assumed that Narvik had to get out one way or the other. Well, even Caleb says both my parents were killed by the disease. And it could have been, uh, the mycotic disease, whatever we're calling it. I think Mar- Narvik C. I still think there's got to be a way Narvik C binds with that, and that's and what, that's what makes it. the immortals. It that makes sense because I think what we decided a few weeks ago was the one-two punch, which it f- screws over them because they're thinking that it's going to kill off some of the population, and then they can monitor it. Mm-hmm. But then Narvik C is going to kill off the ability to reproduce, and then you're going to have a. You mean this? Other, but the, no, no, no. This disease, this. The mycotic thing doesn't affect reproduction. Well, we don't know that. I, I mean, I, but I don't think that it, it... It kills you. It doesn't just, like, castrate you. Like, mother would have with the apples. But all of that, the apples themselves, maybe he's got some stuff in the botany lab that might be safe. But, like, with mother dead, theoretically, the red ziz tree is dead, too. Theoretically, um, they, that may be the last red sap. I mean, maybe it's an immortal tree. I wonder if like those apples made you lose the urge, or just like made you infertile. I think it just made you infertile, like completely. If they like sold those apples in stores, people would definitely buy them. Well, that's the thing. That's what that that was Julie's plan basically is to just introduce these apples into the general population, and so people eat them. They make them into other foods, and they just no. Lace. I'm saying like if you like advertised it, even in this world, like this oh. is an apple that can make you <laughs> infertile for like a month or two or whatever. No, but this is for life. Even then, like this is this is an apple that can make you infertile for life. Do you want to eat it? No. Even if I'm not planning to have kids, that just sounds like a, a ton of stuff could go wrong. But it's delicious. It's like a delicious red apple. I'll just go get a Honeycrisp apple that's not going to castrate me. I'm going to just go have my Honeycrisp Viagra apple instead of my Honeycrisp infertility yeah, apple. exactly. That's how all medications will be delivered in the there's, future there's via like an, apples. There's like another island that has like apples that are like, <laughs> they make you give birth to 12 babies. Like you give birth to a litter instead. Oh, God. <laughs> no, I don't want that apple either. That that had to be the apple that, that Eve ate because, you know, you got to repopulate the earth with Adam and Eve. And, you know, there's that symbolism in this show show with the Adam and Eve and the apple of truth or whatever the apple is. Yeah, I mean, you have... Look, we literally hung a guy up in an upside-down cross this week on Helix. They're not being shy on the religious symbolism. Have you seen the symbol right here? I know, there's literally a man on a cross. There's literally a guy on a cross. A CDC member in in a hazmat suit on a cross covered in yellow ziz. Covered in, like, web-like honey. Ziz. Web like Ziz honey. Yeah. Zunny. It's a web of Ziz. It's a web of Ziz. Hashtag web of Ziz. Um, so yeah, right. so so it looks like basically Narvik's gonna come out. It's gonna happen. It's only a matter of time. People are gonna die. The question is, where is future Julia right now? Because we haven't seen her for days. Yeah, it's true. Oh, and uh Honestly, I'm sad. I forgot the thought that I was going to make because I feel like I'm going to make it later and not now. Okay. Well, we got to talk about Sergio. (sighs) Poor old Sergio. What a waste. Uh, Yeah. (sighs) Like, what a waste. This is why I said I was disappointed. I I thought he was alive last week because he had no, there was no fanfare behind his death. There wasn't a fanfare behind Hataki's death either. It just, 
happened and then we moved forward but Sergio was such a great character and like this season he he didn't get a lot to do I wanted more Sergio because I felt like after what his character achieved last season in terms of growth as a person in terms of just like what Mark uh, Ganime had been able to do with the character I thought had been really fun um we never got to find out if he put a baby in Julia. I mean, I guess he still could have. I <laughs> I am just... I love the show, but I just feel like we've lost a lot of potential. There's a lot of plot lines that we're missing. Because like last season, there was a ton of world building. And that's sort of what I loved about the show. Is one of the things that I really latched onto. Is, is it that we- felt like it was setting up something for three seasons, four seasons. Like It felt like you're really building a strong foundation to build upon. Yeah, because there were tons of different things that were going on. With, with Sergio, one of the plot lines that I was looking forward to learning more about is the kids. Banana and the kids. Like, Sergio has this whole thing with Anana. We don't even need Anana to go into the kids. But it doesn't even... You're right. It doesn't need Anana. But, like, that that whole thing... Their mission together. And you can separate them and just send Sergio to do it. But I want to know what what happened to those kids because you get the feeling... Like, Hatake did experiments on them, right? And then he released them into the world. What happened to those kids? I mean, we haven't... Are they... Could could they be surviving Narvik because of whatever he did to them? I mean, to be perfectly honest, we really haven't brought much of anything except for the characters from season one into season two. And Narvik loosely. Yeah, I think it's... I mean, it's kind of interesting because it is its own kind of separate entity. It's on St. Germain's Island and all this. But, I mean, we haven't seen the scythe we haven't seen mm-hmm. what kind of happened and to get julia to where she well, was we got a little bit of that this week we finally got alan and julia back in a scene together because uh, i hadn't actually realized it until this moment even though they were on the island together for a couple episodes they haven't met yet they yeah, haven't like run true. into each other and i actually this was i think my favorite scene of this week's episode because it finally felt like oh things are connecting because they talk about like she told him, find me, when she was on the helicopter at the finale, in the finale yeah. last year. She's like, find me. And that's really... And Alan basically admits, that's been his goal. Like, why he killed all of these immortals. Why he blew up the Alaria building in Paris is because he, want, he was trying to find Julia. Meanwhile, she's sitting on the board, just chilling. Yeah. Like... Didn't think once, maybe, like, this guy's going around killing a lot of people. My coworkers, maybe I should put in a phone call. Hey, Alan. <laughs> Hi, Julia. How are you? No, Julia, you're alive? Because clearly he doesn't know what happened to her. He doesn't know she's on the board. Yeah, he doesn't. I mean, I think he does, actually. Now it, now he does. No, I think he knew um, at the end of season one, right? When he's outside that big building? No, the last at the end of last season, he was definitely looking for her. Okay. Oh, that's true. Yeah, because that was Peter and... Um, it was Peter and Alan, and they were definitely looking for Julia. That's right. Peter obviously knew, but Alan was trying to find Julia. So he's beating that that old silver, like, within an inch of his life, or that's right. probably a lot of yards because he's immortal, but... 
he but like he doesn't know and so to find out it's a massive betrayal because he's been on this path to find her to save her put it he destroyed his life over it and she didn't even care to like get in touch with him mm. ex-wives am i right yeah but the other but another thing that but they had the two canisters they really set that up as like a big plot point which canister was on the helicopter which canister does alan have and we kind of forgot about it like it was it became irrelevant all right so if we're talking about things all right so hataki's dead yes we got that confirmed from tiff yeah hataki's dead when he sat down at the table with everyone that was him dying um now sergio's dead it sergio's dead okay so hataki it is science fiction anybody can come back to life in sci-fi I know. Okay, so Hataki's dead. He was the most interesting character of season one. Hatake? Without fail, the most interesting character of season one. I'm trying to think. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he was definitely up there. I mean, aside from um, Peter, Hataki and Peter were pretty much yeah. the interesting driving forces of season one. Um, Hataki's dead now. Uh, Sergio had a great storyline in season one. It had so much potential for where it could go. And w- mm-hmm. we know that it's, like, very difficult to tie that in in a second season when you're doing it in such a different area. Yeah. But, again, he just turned into, like, the man whore for Julia, and then his fingers were stomped on and he's killed off. Very kind of a lackluster ending for a character that we've really, like, we've gone, like, we've had such an arc with this character of when he's first introduced to us, like, fuck that guy. Such whoa, an ass. Whoa. No, like when he's in season Clean one. Clean your mouth out with When soap, he's in sir. season one, we're like, that guy's an ass. And then we kind of, he grows on us because we learn what's behind it. And then we're still wondering if he's a good or bad guy. Then we learn what his intentions are. Then we learn about his history. And by the end of we, season one, we're wondering what is going to happen with Sergio. He becomes an interesting character. Season two, we see him in a building with awkward window. And then the next time we see him, he gets, like, a good scene with Amy. Otherwise, he's just looking around. Yeah, and then that we was kill his, him. That was his best scene in the season, by far. I loved that scene. It was the only scene with him in the season. And then he's killed off. And all of these great storylines that we were looking forward to with this character are non-existent and can never come back because they decided to kill off a character because he's effectively been replaced with Mark with Matt Long, which I love Matt Long as Double My Cot Dick Texas, Dr. Double My Cot Dick Texas. He has, he has, you know what, we started the season with him, and we all kind of didn't like him. I think we were just missing Sergio. But you're right, We he is, he's become a good character. I like, I like him as a person. He's actually somewhat heroic, as opposed to everybody else. I, I like, I do, I'd like Dr. M- Dr. Double Mycotic Texas. Maybe you could call him Dr. Summers when you're saying positive things about him. Dr. Summers. <laughs> I like Dr. Summers. I think Matt Long does a great portrayal of the character, and yeah. I think it's taken us on a good arc with that character, mm-hmm. and I can't wait to see where we're going next with him. But I also feel like if you're going to introduce new characters, you need them to have their own kind of arcs, but you need to keep your old characters. Yeah, I mean, you just need to make sure that your old characters, the characters that built the show, have really have got their own room to play. And I, maybe there's stuff behind the scenes that we don't know about. Actor availability tends to play a big role 
in stuff like this where like this person wasn't available for the first three weeks of filming so we had to shorten their character's arc for the entire season because of it and we don't know we there's a million factors that go into any television season it's just one of those one of those things that i was really looking forward to this season that i don't know if we're going to move into it in season three if we get a season three um and i hate to reference game of thrones but game of thrones does this phenomenally let's be careful now you have a world where decisions affect the entire world. Mm-hmm. And you have characters that we care about that are nowhere near the other characters. So I feel like Sergio's storyline was going nowhere near being involved with Julia or being involved with St. Germain's at all. I feel like his storyline was going more into investigating Ilaria like Alan's. And I feel like we could have had a separate location storyline happening. We could have done maybe pair him up with uh, Madame uh, Durand. Because if you think about it, if you you team Alan with Sergio, investigating Ilaria, discovering this entire Narvik Sea subplot of they're going to wipe out the population, Mm -hmm. and then you have Julia at Ilaria going to St. Germain's with where Peter and Sarah are, then you have them discovering this other way to stop it, and you can have two overarching stories come together in the end at a like a, a main focal point. Yeah, I could totally see that. I mean, you if you like I said, I think it would have been a really cool dynamic to see uh, Sergio with Madame Durand, the little girl who's five hundred years old. Um, put them on an under, undercover investigation within Ilaria. Very simple location that you're dealing with there. Mm-hmm. It's like we already had half of it that we've seen this season. And while they're doing that, maybe at that point we think that Narvik's not going to be released for a few months. And then they're then they what they uncover on day 11 or 12, it's coming out in two days. The world's going to end. And Julia's like, they just killed Mother on the island. The world is over. And then like, but that could be like you're right. Those kind of separate storylines that come together at an it, unexpected it, point. It gives you something to look forward to. In season one, we had something to look forward to. We could see the storylines of different characters, and we could see where they could potentially intersect in the future. Um, I just haven't felt that. It's been more like I watch an episode, and I honestly have no clue what's going to happen, which can be great. It's a fun ride, but like I want to be know what's happening I, I want to be able to have, like, crazy thoughts about seasons three and four and five. I just want to know that if I make, a, make like, 12 predictions in episode one or two, that there's some way in hell that they can maybe come to fruition. But I'm not given enough information in this case, and then it just seems all these things seem so far out of left field that I'm not... I can't really follow the show. I get you. Like, I'm just... Everything that I think could happen that my mind really plays to, it's just everything is so random... Like, it doesn't feel like there was a set plan of, we're here, we're going to move here, we're going to move here. It feels like we're, we're here, let's go 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 here, and hope we end up here. Well, I think they had a plan for this season. It's very clear that they did. Like, they have built it, and there have been threads that have been like sort of hinting. But you're right, stuff does sometimes come out of left field. Plan B, for example. Like, if we'd known about this gas thing in episode two... And we didn't see it again for a while, or it was mentioned that there was a plan B and we had to figure out what that was, then this becomes a reveal as opposed to something that it's just like, and then this happened. Like, imagine but, yeah. imagine you open season two with an island and a bunch of cult members on a different island running as everyone's gassed to death. 
Well, I think that the idea, this is what you're talking about is because we have gotten this a little bit. Yeah, we get the the future of this island exactly, and that's the like, hey, look. This is what's ha- going to happen 30 years in the future. This is the world. So let's see what factors play into we that We still have world. to see this building explode. Because well, in the future, you see it all broken down and things yeah, like that. Yeah, but 30 years on an island where all the plant life has died. And storms, it I could guess. Just, yeah, it could just crumble. I uh, want to see it explode. I mean... Everybody loves a good explosion, but I don't know what they have on this island that would actually explode. I want an explosion. Maybe maybe Dr. Dick Texas is, is carrying a grenade on it. We can make teeth bombs. Oh, God. Teeth bombs. <laughs> on the note of teeth bombs, why don't we talk? go into next week's episode and talk predictions? Teeth bombs. And now... And like, what's gonna Is happen? That like a all paint the- grenade where it just like scatters teeth in all directions. Yeah, it's very morbid. They did have barrels of teeth. Apparently, it is the uh, it is the preferred weapon of choice from the dentist. God. Anyway, you can convert so those next, teeth with a giant pillow to I'm, lots of money. I'm not even sure what we're looking at next week, except that it looks like straight up horror movie. Like more than any other Helix episode, the like at least the preview for next week looks like. A full-on, just, like, horror movie. I didn't actually see it, sadly. The preview got cut off for me. Okay. Tell well, me what happens. Um, it was a lot of flashes. Like, there's... Peter and Anne, I think, were, like, hunting characters down. It, it's gonna... I think there's sort of, like, a hunt on, like, this dead island. Um, just to, to like, expel to, the... Yeah, I mean, we already know that Pete and Anne, like, their goal is to kill everyone. They want to... The, the Peter and Anne want to eliminate everyone. No one leaves the island. So, just so Peter and Anne can have their James Bond island and just make babies for the rest of the world. Have their James Bond island. Um, and then... Uh, <laughs> Marissa, would you tell those people out there to quiet down? That's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, we're talking Helix! Um, but yeah, I mean, well, we have two more episodes left. So do you have any finale predictions? Um... I mean, let me let me just think for a second. It just sucks because I was right about Amy dying in episode eleven. I did call that. That is true. I, I got to give that. you props for that. Although her eye did not close, <laughs> she's dead. Um, <laughs> I think I'm wondering if Handry's the one that kills Peter. Interesting. I know that he's not going to like Peter because I think that Peter kills Anne probably. Once he realized she's just betraying him because she wants control of the island. Mm. I think she's playing him, and I think he she doesn't really want him to be Mother Michael. I think she wants everything for herself. I would say, more, my, my prediction on that, I think that Alan is going to kill Anne. And that's sort of, and that's going to be his, like, wake up Peter a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get a brother on brother brawl. Between the two of them. I think we're, we have to be building towards a big fight between the two. Yeah, we're definitely building between a fight between the two. Um, we know I, that Julia gets off the island. We know that for a fact. Um, we know that eventually plant life grows back on the island. Oh, Ryan Metallison makes a good point. Hataki's dead 30 years in the future. We don't know how he gets to the island in the present. Yeah, it's a very good question. Um I assume that there it's something like they know because they the Julia leaves 
she must know that the like uh, Alaria knows that Saint Germain exists. So maybe he just goes into the Alaria database and like goes there. Maybe he even goes there looking for Michael. He could go there looking for Julia. It's true. I'd um, say that's that's a good chance. Um I'm trying to think of what could happen. It's just kind of difficult to imagine because all the characters I I like had long-term predictions for are pretty much dead. I mean, Amy was really a great part of the series. Yeah, she's, she's dead. Been Brother a lot Michael of light was in this season. Brother Michael's been was phenomenal. He's dead. Uh, Hitaki's dead in the future. Um, Peter's kind of outed as this terrible person now, so I'm wondering how they're going to play up with that. I think there still needs to be a major betrayal. And I think it's Anne wanting to actually be immortal. I think Anne's setting this up so she can take Michael's place in this. And I yeah, think we see I a scene with her pregnant. I don't know that Anne wants immortality. I think she wants to run it, but I don't know that she actually wants immortality this way. Uh, more immortality through family kind of thing. Um, I think if we're going to get a betrayal, it's going to come from Julia. I think Julia is going to, like, realizing that, like, she's lost at this point. Narvik sees coming out. I think she'll turn on everyone else and bail. Yeah. I think that's what we're looking at. She's going to bail. She's going to get off the island and leave everybody else to die. If that's, if this is the end of, if Helix doesn't get renewed, that's a freaking ending. Random left field prediction. Um, Julia finds... In the future, Julia finds Anne in the basement of the monastery, hooked up with, like, just like one of those other girls, with all her teeth missing, and the fetus is inside her, and she's immortal, stuck there for all eternity. Whoa! In the, in the eternity ward. You like that? You like that? The me-eternity ward. It's like a maternity ward, except, like, eternity. All right. That's gonna do it for us here at After Buzz TV's Helix After Show. Guys... Thank you so much for joining us. I want to know what you guys think. Uh, what Did you like this episode? Did you not? What do you think? What are your predictions for our last two? Go on to iTunes. Go on to YouTube. Let us know in the comments and the ratings. I think it's mad messed up they killed Sergio, though. Stephen Lemieux, we got to get out of here. You can find me mourning Sergio's death <laughs> on Twitter, at Stephen Lemieux, S-T-P-H-E-N-L-E-M-I-E-U-X. You should check out our after show from Better Call Saul last night with special guest Michael Manda. It was awesome. It was great. And then uh, you will not see me for the next five days because I will be at my brother's wedding. Whoa. But if you guys want to tweet at me Stephen's all brother. these things, uh, tweet at me at Stephen Lemieux. Yeah, and you guys can follow me on Twitter at ThatZachWilson, T-H-A-T-Z-A-C-H-W-I-L-S-O-N. A bunch of shows here at After Buzz. Coming up in just a little bit, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, and uh, the Archer season finale is coming on Thursday. Be sure to tune in. Guys, I'm Zach Wilson, and thanks for geeking out with us. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Ziz, you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.